You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. The title is The God That Gave Moses a Stick. It's uh, better known as a staff. It was used to help walk in steep ravines and valleys and mountains and reach over and grab a sheep and pull in. And so the God that gave Moses a stick is the title. So Exodus chapter four opens with a discussion between Moses and God at the burning bush. And Moses is whining and crying and making excuses of why he can't be used by God. Are you there? Maybe you're not at the burning bush, but I hear it all the time. People tell me why, but, you know, well, I, but, well, uh, but, so, uh, Let's turn our Bibles to Exodus chapter four, verse one. Exodus chapter four, verse one. And Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Miss Mary, would you stand and bless the reading of the word? Father, we do come to you tonight, Lord, just thanking you for your presence that's here, O oh God. For this time of worship, Lord, it's truly been a blessing. Mm. We just ask you tonight, Holy Spirit, that you would move in and out of the aisles, Lord. I pray a special anointing upon our pastor this evening. I pray, God, you will bless him. But I pray, God, tonight that you will bless us through the word and, God, that we can better serve you, Lord. God, that we may be your children and you are God. I just pray to help us, Lord, in all that we do in our walk, O oh Lord, tonight. I pray that we will walk closer to Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Moses was actually having a battle, a battle of fear. Anybody in the house ever been fearful? Fear not, Indy. We well, mean you're trying not to, no. We're not going to try because with the help of the Lord, you don't have to be fearful because the Lord's never left you. The Lord's going to take care of you. And you're not the only one in the room battling fear. And Moses. The fear that he battled was caused by worrying about what people would think or how people would respond to him. Isn't it amazing? We're always worried and concerned about what somebody else will think. And the older I get, I, I kind of come to the place where I don't care what everybody thinks. I care about what God thinks. And while I'm preaching to the front row, I've always been proud of you. And you know what I'm talking about. So we often panic on what's going to go wrong. Why don't we celebrate what's going to go right? 
The reason we panic of what's going to go wrong is because that's how the devil will keep us from celebrating what's going to go right. So I have found God does not ask us to go someplace he's not provided the means to help. Cameron, if God asks you to go, God will provide the means. You got to trust him to supply not only the resources, but you got to trust him to give you the courage to stand in front of people and say, God called me to this mission. So leave your butt out of it. (laughs) I didn't even mean to say that. And stand on what God has said to you. Trust him to supply the courage and the resources will show up right on time. He's never late. Do you hear me? Never, never. So God asked Moses a question. Exodus 4 and 2, and the Lord said unto him, what is that in thine hand? And he said, it's a rod. A simple shepherd's staff, but it becomes a powerful rod of God. What's that, Moses, in your hand? God is just a staff. God says, no, it's a powerful rod that's in your hand. Sometimes God takes joy in using the ordinary to show the extraordinary. (laughs) What are the ordinary things in your life that God wants to take and turn it into the extraordinary? You say, well, I don't have a staff. God didn't give me a staff like he gave Moses. What do you got? You have a voice? Do you have a pen? Do you have a hammer that you can hammer for the Lord? Do you have a saw? What do you got? But Lord, What will people say? Well, if you're doing it unto the Lord, people will say, that guy's the best hammer man I ever seen. So whatever you've got, use it for the Lord. Do you have a broom? Not a whole lot of people want to use a broom. But you can't have church without somebody shoving the broom. So if you got the broom, shove it. Do you? That didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> Don't look at your neighbor and tell him to shove your broom. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, all right? Little did Moses imagine the power his simple staff would have. What was that staff? That staff was a symbol of God's power and Moses' calling. The stiff, the stick, the staff, I'm, I'm a mess tonight, convinced the children of Israel and Pharaoh that he had been sent by God. That stick, that staff, was a symbol 
And it proved to Israel and Pharaoh that he had been sent by God. Your heart, not your talent, Cameron, your smile, because you can't fake that kind of country smile, will show that you've been sent by God and your pen that you're using, my God, will have the power of God on that pen because you've not written your best for the best is yet to come if he's glorified. Don't be discouraged when somebody tells you you can't do it because the truth is you can't. But you said it, I did in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengthens me. The same God that gave Moses a stick is the same God that gave Elijah Basically, the mantle that we read about was a sheepskin from the best that I can figure out. The same God that placed that in Moses' hand didn't choose that to put in Elijah's hand. How come we get so caught up thinking that God does the same with everybody? God doesn't do, and I'm preaching to myself, God doesn't use everybody the same way. Do you hear what I'm saying? Elijah's mantle, probably a sheepskin cloak, but it was a symbol of God's power. My goodness. And it was a symbol of Elijah's calling as a prophet, just the same as that was a symbol of his call and the power of God. So Elijah's calling as a prophet, and then we see a transfer of power to his successor, Elisha, as a sign to others, the prophets from Jericho, listen to this, in 2 Kings 2 and 15, and when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doeth rest on Elisha. And they come to meet him and they bow themselves to the ground before him. Moses had a stick. Elijah had a mantle. What did God give us? We can carry that crutch and say, well, God didn't give me a stick. God didn't give me a mantle. The same God that gave Moses a stick and the same God that gave Elijah a mantle transferred to Elisha is the same God that gave us something more powerful than a stick in a sense or a man. He gave us the name Jesus. The name above every other name. They had no idea what I was preaching on tonight. I had no idea, but every song pretty much that they sang about was about what? The name. The name. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. All kinds of gifts, all kinds of talents. 
but he gave us the name. So if it's a broom, use it in the power and the authority of his name. If it's a voice or a guitar musician, whatever it is, use it in the name and then in the power. So the name of Jesus, which is a symbol, remember I've been talking about symbols of God's power. Luke 19 and one, then he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. How do we know God is with the believer? How do we know? Moses was afraid. How will they know that I've been with you? Because I've given you a staff and that staff will be so powerful. How will people know? How will people trust us? How will people trust me as a leader, as a pastor? How do we know God is with the believer? Because of what Jesus said in Mark 16 and 17. And he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, shall they speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In two verses, the word shall is used seven times. He didn't say maybe, hope so, think so, he said shall. So there are times when God intervenes miraculously to protect his followers. Don't, don't try to test him. It's not what he's saying. This does not mean that. However, we should test God by putting ourselves, we should not test God by putting ourselves in dangerous situations. But he's saying along this journey, there is going to be things happen to you that you can't make it through outside of using my name. I dropped somebody's name today on a friend of mine that's here that could use some help. But there ain't nothing like dropping the name of Jesus. Huh? His name will open the door, not only open the door, it'll keep the door wide open and take you from door to door because his mercies are new every morning. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. So the point of that text, God gives the believer the power no matter what he comes up against, to carry the gospel, to advance his kingdom and not mine. So when we speak in his name, we use his power and his authority. My goodness. I want you to imagine this. It, it is when we speak his name, it's as if he's standing there in the body. Standing right there, and I'm not being arrogant, but in the, under the anointing of God, when I speak his name, it's like he's standing right here in the body. That's his word. That's his word. Acts chapter three, verse six. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Our authority to act under God. Let's look at Acts 4 and 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? 
<laughs> I love the answer. In verse 10, he said, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they said, whose name have you done this? He said, I'm glad you asked. He said, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and he didn't stop there, I love it, whom you crucified, that's what he said. You all know where we got our power from? He said, I'll tell you where we got our power from. We got our power from the name of Jesus Christ, the one which you crucified. Now they want to know, you hear me, whom God raised, not only is the one that you crucified, but we got our power from the one that God raised. You crucified him, but my God raised him. What the world will crucify, my God will raise. What my God, what the world will tell you that he's dead, God will resurrect it. Do you hear what I'm saying? My goodness, what did he give us? Oh, he didn't give me no staff. No, he gave you the name above every other name. The council asked Peter and John by whose power have you healed these men? By what authority are you preaching? I said, I'll tell you. By the name above every other name, Jesus Christ. Amen? So then there's a transfer of power. I'm not Moses. I'm not Elijah. I'm not Elisha. But listen to what Jesus said in John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Now listen, he didn't stop there. He said, and greater works than these shall he do. Because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus is not saying to his disciples, hey, you're gonna do greater miracles than I, because he raised the dead. Ain't nobody going to do that. But he's saying when I go and I leave and go into my father, you'll be able to take the gospel out of Palestine and throughout the world. And that's the greatest. It's to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. We don't have no excuse to have empty chairs. 803 people in here uh, this morning. There was over 200 empty chairs. We have no excuse because we got the name, Butch. We got the authority, it's been transferred, the power and the authority has been transferred. I'm not being arrogant, but brother, we've got the power, we've got the good news, uh, and we've got the authority that's given to us that we can speak the name of Jesus, and God, we come to build your kingdom, to advance your throne, God. Help us, Lord God, and have that mindset. Somebody, act like you're happy, and put your hands together and bless the Lord an outward token to others that the spirit is in us. The outward token. Nobody wants to follow somebody that's not accomplishment, accomplishing anything. No, I don't. I, I don't want to follow somebody that's walking off of a cliff every time they turn around. Well, God told me this and God told me that and nothing ever happens. John 3 and 2, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. 
For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. God be with him. Somebody stands up in a pulpit and tells you what all they've done, you ought to pack up and leave. Because I'm telling you right now, I can't do, I can't heal you. I can't deliver you. I can't save you. I can't do anything except in the name of Jesus be the vessel and let God Almighty and his power and the authority given to me by the word of God and by the blood of Jesus Christ, he can still save you. Someone, if you've been saved, set free, delivered, sanctified, put your hands together and bless the Lord. So the closing verse of the Gospel of Mark serves as a brief summary for the entire book of Acts. It should be the same for our lives. Mark 16 and 20, and they went forth and preached everywhere. Everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. If you got a word for somebody, there ought to be some signs. I gave you a word tonight, young man, that God's gonna open up a door for you that no man can close. And if that door don't open, you come back and tell this whole church. Because I ain't saying it just to say it or grab somebody's attention. I know, I know that God is gonna use you. God verified the message by signs and, and wonders, miracles by giving gifts as he seen fit, as he seen fit. Hebrews two and four, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Did God provide you a stick? Did God provide you a sheepskin? He didn't choose that route with you. Actually, Aaron, you'd look a little weird if you went on a visitation and you walked up, rang the doorbell, and they said, is that Jordash? <laughs> if you wasn't here this morning, that's all, you should have been. Huh? And they open the door, and there you stand with your sheepskin on and your staff. That's not what God gave you. God gave Moses that stick in a time where it was used as an illustration, that stick would not be used today as a symbol of the power and the authority. No, he gave us something else. He gave us something better than a stick and better than a man. He gave us the best of all, his name. When can we use the name of Jesus? There's so many different places. But we can use it in prayer. Because John 14 and 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, who that believeth on me, the works that I shall do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, Don't ask for an album, a project, because you want your name on it. You stick with the mission, the vision. 
because God wants his name on it. And he'll even bless you enough to put your name down in small print. This ain't Robert's church. I, I get tired of hearing people say that and I understand what they're saying because I'm the founder, because the Lord called me, but this ain't my church. There's only one church and it's his church. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Anything that will glorify. Stand with me tonight. When can we use his name? I'll tell you what. Uh, go ahead, you're coming. I was going to tell you to sit right there and soak up, but anyway. Come ahead. When can we use his name? Preaching's a good time. Jesus said in Luke 24, 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Isn't it amazing that a lot of places never even mention repentance and remission of sin, don't talk about the blood. When can we use his name when we're in need? Have you ever been in need? <laughs> John chapter 15, the last part of verse 16, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. When you're in need, use his name. When can we use his name? Pretty helpful with eternal life. John 20 and 31, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. I ain't got no stick. I ain't got no mantle. What am I gonna do for God? You got his name. I got his name. Huh? When can we use his name? How about Andy when healing is needed? Mm -hmm. Pastor Aaron, get the oil. Yes, Acts chapter three, verse 16, first part of. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. The paralytic that we were speaking about. How was he healed? By the name. When can we use this name? Oh, he didn't give me a staff. He didn't give me a mantle. When can I use his name? How about Acts chapter four, verse 12? Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Can I tell you what ticks me off? is any church that says you gotta be a part of their church or you're lost. Who died and left them in charge? Because the Bible said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When can we use his name? How about in deliverance? Scotty, you've been delivered. 
I heard you laughing from over here and my hearing aids aren't working real good tonight. Acts chapter 16, verse 18. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. One time many years ago, many years ago, Pastor Ruth was down the hall from my office and she came in and she said, I'm counseling somebody. And said, I, I'm a little fearful and I, I want you to be in there with me. And I went in the room. Never seen anything like it before and I haven't seen anything like it since. Thank you, Jesus. And we're sitting there in high back chairs and this man's feet is on the floor. And this man's demeanor is just the same as it is mine. And in a second's time, that man's feet went straight in the air and landed on the seat of the chair. His face distorted like some kind of a wild cat. His hands went like this. It scared the daylights out of me. And I didn't know anything other to do, but I took him to the floor and I used the name Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You ain't never heard me talk like this. This ain't something that I'm trying to, I'm telling you, that power and that authority that's been transferred, that power and speaking the name of Jesus brought that man that quick right back in to his normal self. He scared me to death. I went to the bathroom, check things out. <laughs> I'm being honest with you, man, it scared me. When he left, I went back in, I sat down, I said, don't ever call me again. <laughs> but that's a true story, 100% true. We got something greater. We got the name. When can we use his name? In everything in everything. Colossians chapter three, verse 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Take what God has given you. If he's given you the broom, if he's given you the pen, if he's given you a hammer, if he's given it to you, then there's power in that. So quit saying, but, Quit comparing yourself to somebody else and what gifting they have and say, God, I'm going to do it all as unto you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 